Hello, this is Ready to Redo, where we'll be mixing lighthearted, mediocre humour with the topic of redoing education. I'm Jo Yang, and in our first episode, we'll be unpacking the goals of this podcast, as well as giving my personal experiences with the education system. Also, if you're not aware, I also do film these podcast episodes. So if you do want the visual format, then definitely check out my YouTube channel, Joe Yang, and I'll add that link into the show notes. Let's jump straight into it. to the very first episode of Ready to Redo. I'm Jo Yang. I am so excited to start this journey with you all. I'll be weaving in some of my own personal stories, some which are mildly frustrating to me, but I hope that this can relate to you, that this can help you reflect on your own education and, you know, start to pick out what served you and what didn't. So like you heard in the trailer, the overall goal is to make an education system that is both relevant and fun. And I chose these two as my main priorities because, first of all, relevance. We should be learning about things that we can directly apply to life after school. And we should be equipped with a skill set that ensures that we can succeed and that we feel comfortable having left school that, you know, we, we think, okay, I can do it. I feel supported. I feel ready, which is frankly not what you hear most graduates say, including myself. And also learning about things relevant to society, for example, understanding climate change. How are our actions affecting the future of the planet? Also, things like negotiation skills, so important. I'm not quite good at it because I didn't really learn about it. Um, And also how to regulate your emotions. What is a healthy way to do that? All of this stuff, so relevant, but not really taught. Also, this idea of relevance doesn't just apply to society or what happens after school, but also while you're in school. What you learn should ideally be relevant to your passions, relevant to your interests, and also relevant to the pace at which you study. So making education more personalized to you. You know, not just following the class and doing what everyone does, but really learning about something that interests you and makes you curious. And second of all, fun. Of course, learning is fun. Education is fun. But somehow, somehow school just makes it seem like it's not. And I find that to be so, so sad. And soon, you know, we're looking forward to things like extracurricular activities and waiting for lunch or the end of school, when really there is a lot to enjoy if we're able to translate that information in an engaging way. And I'm just thinking, if school is not fun or relevant, what? (laughs) it's such a waste. We're spending five days a week there, and if we're not getting something out of it, then definitely we need to change something. So let's unpack the education system further. I, for one, you know, am really passionate about this topic, but I wasn't always. And I think the best analogy I can give for this is that the education system is a really potent SPD. And if you're not sure what an SPD is, an SPD is a silent but deadly, um, a fart, basically. But the, but the kind that you know, when you release it, 
you're already sorry in advance. <laughs> like, no one smelt it, but you are sorry. And, you know, it just slowly wafts in the room. No one's aware of it yet until you know because they stop talking they, their faces just scrunch up. You know, they give you the stank eye. And even you yourself, the one who made it, you're like, oh God, that was really, really bad. And so basically, that's what the education system is like for me. It was wafting around everywhere. I did not realize just how bad it was until it hit me in the face. And I'm thinking, oh God, okay, it's actually really, really bad. And I remember the moment I was hit in the face, I was reading Seth Godin's book, Lynchpin, and I really highly recommend it because he talks about, if I'm just going to summarize it, I'll talk about it in a future episode, but essentially he talks about indispensable workers, workers who we really need in the developing world now. We need people who are creative, who can think out of the box, but the thing is that the education system is not really curating that. They're not supporting this because a lot of the system is dependent on things like standardization and following the rules. And so there's this big conflict between the two, what society demands and what we're offering. So, you know, after reading this book, I'm thinking, oh my God, how did I miss this? And after thinking more and more about it, I could remember how the system didn't serve me as well as it could have. Even though I spent 13 years there, I left school still thinking that I wasn't prepared for the real world. Of course, I'm super grateful for education. It's the best. But the system in itself could be a whole lot more effective. And from hearing the experiences of other people, I know that this is a shared understanding that the system, the education system needs to improve. And, you know, there's a lot of people who don't like the system who didn't do well in school, and that's fine. But I was the opposite. I was actually, okay, I was like the goody two-shoes. I just wanted to get validation from my teachers and my peers. So I tried really hard. I tried what I thought would make me successful, which is to get good grades. I had no idea why I was doing it, by the way. I just, you know, I was so focused on getting A+, and so I just went with it. And then in uni, I did a Bachelor of Science degree, but I would never feel fulfilled because, you know, I personally did not feel smart. And all I felt was that I was good at memorizing and not truly understanding the concepts behind it. And there's a lot of stuff that I still don't know about, you know, how to apply my theory, the, the theory that I've learned to real life. And the biggest takeaway I got from you know, my experiences in school and uni was that even if you do well in the education system, it doesn't guarantee or it doesn't mean that you'll be prepared for life beyond it. And to be honest, I'm still really clueless. I'm a keen but clueless being and there's just a lot of skills that I'm needing to learn now and I'm just thinking, oh my god, I wish I learnt this in school. So even if you didn't have the same experiences as me in school, or if you, you know, I'm not as hardcore as me dedicating a podcast to it, the questions that we ask are the same. Things like, what did I even learn in school? Or why didn't I learn this? So going back to making school relevant and fun, when I was brainstorming about my own experiences, these memories start to come up for me. 
So the first one was that we had laptops in school, so majority of our work would actually be done on them. And of course, we had our laptops facing away from the teachers. So we were actually, you know, we were doing shit all on the laptops. Turns out if you were sitting at the back of the class, I think around about 80% of students were, were playing things like Plants vs. Zombies or Tetris or something like Snoopy. There was a game called Snoopy on our laptops. Barely any of us were concentrating. We were all pros. I think most of us got to like level 10 of Tetris. Just saying, we were really good. But that really shows just how engaged we were in class. But of course, I'm not just shitting on the system and saying that school was completely boring and dry because it wasn't. Another memory I have was in year eight, we learned about medieval history and my friend and I got super creative and we made a website. I have yet to track down this website, but I really hope I can. So we split up the task so that she was in charge of, you know, the overall timelines and the dates and stuff, which she liked. And I had the best job of researching medieval torture. So just imagine this small little girl. I I probably looked five then because I look around 15 now. So what's the difference? But anyway, you know, searching night upon night, researching the heck out of medieval torture. I still remember the different types of torture they did, But I think I got way too into it because the feedback that I got from my history teacher said, I don't think these torture methods exist. And I'm thinking, oh crap, I think I went so far into the internet that I probably stumbled upon like conspiracy theories or something that were not (laughs) in the scope of actual torture because I was that fascinated about it. That's the level of engagement you want your student to be at, the point at which they are willing to, you know, go into page 12 of Google, you know you've done your job. So I am here to say that learning is incredibly fun. I mean, how many of us have just, you know, YouTubed a completely random topic wanting to know more? I mean, recently I started watching economics crash course because first of all, I'm interested in being more adult. <laughs> I Most of the comments are like, thank you for saving me for my finals. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm not even doing economics. But you know, that level of curiosity is something that we need to retain in students. And education really is the foundation of everything. And looking at how fast we're developing society, it's actually sad to see that education is one of the slowest things to adapt even though it should be one of the first. And just to emphasize how behind the times it is, just take a moment right now to Google education and see what pops up. Okay, so I've just pulled it up on my browser and number one picture that I'm seeing has... Why do they all have blackboards? Who's still learning on a blackboard? Anyway, I made my point. (laughs) Apples. Huh? Okay, no, I have to, this has been going on for too long. Why are apples still a, why are apples associated with school? Okay, I'm on childrensmuseum.org. Okay, right, it's not a museum of children. It's um, a museum for children. Good thing we clarified that. And it says, according to Gourmet, 
In the 1700s, poor families in Denmark and Sweden gave teachers baskets of apples as payment for their children's educations. I had no idea. Oh, and it says in the United States, early American children gave teachers apples because of families whose children attended schools were often responsible for housing and feeding teachers. Like a pet. Okay, I'm glad we clarified that. You learn something new every day. Again, learning is fun. Okay, going back to education, when we Google it, all we see are kids sitting at desks with blackboards for some reason in orderly rows. They all look the same. But why don't we have a picture of, you know, say a kid kicking a ball and then measuring the velocity of the kick? You know, or me in the corner researching the science behind why, you know, how we can burp and sneeze at the same time. Something like that. Why are we all stuck at a desk? So, of course, education is so much more than what these images are showing. And honestly, everything really comes back down to education. Education is the foundation. And often I feel like we're focusing so much on the side effects. So things like adults who desperately need 101s and we're getting existential crises and we're using memes to cover up our internal struggles, but not really focusing on where it's starting, which is back in our childhood, back in school and university. So as an analogy, it's like cleaning up your dog's poop Every time he or she poops in the house, instead of just teaching him or her to not poo in the house. It's about attacking the source of the problem, not dealing with the consequences. So to sum up, I know that, okay, it sounds like I'm completely just trashing the system and saying that everything sucks, but that is not the case. There are heaps of great schools out there who are really progressive and they're really making a positive difference. And also, when I talk about the education system, I literally mean it as a structure and not things like teachers who are literally so important and they do such a great job, at least the good ones. And we all know how a good teacher can positively affect us. And looking forward, there's a lot of stuff that we need to fix, you know, with a current structure that makes learning so dry that students are willing to play Tetris for the whole lesson. So imagine what school would be like and how prepared we'd be if we actually learnt stuff that was relevant and super engaging. So that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for sticking around. Of course, if you have feedback, I really, really do appreciate it. Um, Otherwise, questions or just comments or even your personal anecdotes, I would love if you can send them in. My email is ITS. J-J-Y-A-N-G at gmail.com. So that's it's J-J Yang at gmail.com. I'll also put into the show notes for you. And let me just end with this quote from Albert Einstein, which says, Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. See you next episode. Bye.